should do, you should take that cable and put it underneath because that's going to, yeah, the sensitivity of that is definitely going to. Okay. These mics are so, well, podcast gear, just broadcast mics are so incredibly sensitive. Like any little touch, you really hear it because it like picks everything up. Well, that's why we can do that. Oh, the like, ASMR. You guys know. Yes. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. We were thinking about starting an ASMR like OnlyFans account. Yeah. You should try. Take like it anything off. goes. Yes. Take it off. Take oh it God. Off. That's right, baby. Just Come feel on. just feel the leather. You can do skin. this. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you just want it. Okay. That actually I that has okay, I'm wondering. Because you guys have known each other for a long time. <laughs> Is it still like that? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Hi, this is Lexi Mars, and you're listening to Got Spice with Greg and Kirthy. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How? Uh, because we actually take pride in how we look for each other every single day. That's and, really nice. And then also, I think we keep each other stimulated, uh, not only emotionally, the way that we look. <laughs> like I find her like gorgeous <laughs> physically in the way that we work out, but then also uh, intellectually. Yeah. Right. We're always yeah. challenging each other intellectually. So it's it's all different. Well, I have elements. a theory mm. like because it's not like the previous loves I've had in my life weren't mm-hmm. physically attractive. Yep. I think beyond that, it's also the fact that we actually have a differently structured relationship. We do. Um, so. We started out as acquaintances who became business friends mm-hmm. and then we became friends friends who then eventually when greg starts drumming any girl will basically dance and how do you feel i was really flattered and she's like (laughs) do you have friends then of course sex comes up when Mm -hmm. we chat with friends and we have friends that you know talk about their sex lives and some of them think their sex lives are great and others think that it's not so great and so even the great ones they'll ask okay so like how often do you have sex and Mm. they'll be like you know once a week like once a week how about like, the ones that say once se- a month? Yeah, or the others that say once a month. I know guys typically want to have sex more than, you know, girls, like stereotypically, right? Maybe As when they're younger. When they're young, right? I, I think, know hormones change I over think, time. I think men and women do have peaks and valleys at mm. different yeah. stages. Yeah. Mm. And men do get their man version of period. It's called LTL, right? Low testosterone level. When does that happen? And oh, generally it happens... <laughs> I mean, maybe you were in that in your previous relationship. You maybe. told me it was a once a year activity. It was like on a birthday or some shit. And he was like, fine with it? No. I mean, that's why I think I caught his eye. I mean, uh, you know. Be. Or, you know, caught my eye for other reasons. Oh, yeah. oh. When I first got together with him, mm-hmm. because he was in a bad habit from his previous relationships, uh-huh. thought it was perfectly okay to fall asleep every evening on the sofa mm, and then come to true. bed at some point, like, after midnight or 1 a.m. on a work night, that you know? That is true. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if you don't want to actually have an interactive relationship with me, you can mm-hmm. continue to stay on the sofa. Mm-hmm. Or when I ring the bell for kitchen is closed, girls in bed, we are going to go to bed. It actually allows us to just, I think what we don't do for mm-hmm. ourselves, no matter what age, no matter what situation, mm-hmm. is to detoxify ourselves from mm-hmm. the cell phone gadgets and just even watch a little TV together and just yeah. chill out mm-hmm. because that is really important for not only yes. sleep, but you, to actually have intimacy. Work habits can lead to lack of sex habits. That could happen, yes. I don't like eating except <sighs> for in these situations, mm-hmm. like when we're traveling. 
I actually do not like eating after 5 or 6 p.m. Mm, that's true. How do you go to bed if you're hungry? I don't go to bed hungry. Okay. I don't also eat lettuce. Mm-hmm. I'm really big on eat what you want mm-hmm. in moderation. And I will eat my vat of Thai food mm-hmm. or Mexican or Indian, whatever the hell I want. Also food high in protein, yeah, which I'm also a, lasts I'm, longer. I'm pretty much a chicotarian. Mm-hmm. I'm a chicotarian, yeah. right? So. Yeah. I'll eat this food at like three or four o'clock when we joke around that Kirithi's wow. having her pre-senior citizen meal every mm-hmm. day. That's crazy though, because like I can't go to sleep without eating a ton. Like I used to go to sleep with um, Dove chocolates by my bedside Aww. and I would just like keep the wrappers and like put mm. them in my mouth and then fall asleep eating them. And then there would be like melted chocolate on the bed the next morning. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I have to go to bed eating something. We are we we are not a family that brings food into our bedroom. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah, and then especially once we've brushed our teeth, it's like yeah, zero food at all. We are. Yeah. Um, I don't you know. You guys are inspiring uh, me. But when I was a youthful, like broad, like her, mm-hmm. you're still youthful. I ate you like did? whatever I wanted. I used to eat a lot of bread. I'll eat anything, but I basically stay away mostly from. I eat less meat than you do. Um, I love fish. But it's love. mostly just because I, I feel better when I eat less meat. But I love meat. I love it. I could, eat, I could eat steak like every day. I just I eat it like once a quarter. That's about it. Wow. Yeah. He, so what, if he you talks don't have a big that. game. Really? I don't know if you've seen this short, but I call him out on his meat eating. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would totally uh, endorse the meat industry. And if I could, like, as mentioned, mm-hmm. eat like steak three times a day. I just eat it literally mm. like, once every three to six If months. anybody should have like yeah. a chicken brand sponsor, it's me. That's true. More than me. Love I chicken. love my white meat chicken. Mm-hmm. Like I, I eat fish. a lot of yeah. chicken. I'm like an egg eater, a chicken eater, and then I eat so every vegetable under the sun. If I could eat clams and oysters and lobster. I thought like, you were going to take that to another place when you started saying that. Oh, <laughs> that's a different kind of clam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids are like, no. <laughs> no, they did not just say that. I wonder if they would even yes. know. Well, we are really excited that we have this real burgeoning social influencer, mm-hmm. Lexi yes. Mars. We want to give you a chance to intro yourself, <laughs> yes. tell mm-hmm. our followers a little bit about yourself. I'm from Illinois, not mm-hmm. Chicago, outside of Chicago, like 45 minutes outside. Have you guys been? Yeah, we used to go to yeah. Illinois a lot. Yep. Okay, have you guys been to Lake Forest or heard of it? No, but is mm. that near the Ozark? I'm being funny. Like oh, I'm show. like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Lake Forest is, Vince Vaughn is from there. Oh, His mom yes. works at the rec center now, actually. Fun fact. Um, that's my hometown. And I went to Texas for college. Then I came out to LA after because I just knew I didn't want a regular job. I interviewed mm. for a lot of jobs in advertising because that's what my parents wanted me to do if I wasn't going to do business. I was about to ask you, what did you major in in college? Advertising and psychology. Oh, so, those are great. But mm-hmm. I was actually... Hmm. A corporate comms, marketing, and psychology major in undergrad. I love Because you need to know how to control people. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I I did study. I I studied cognitive psychology in uh, university as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then we're in the advertising field, and we apply neuroscience to our advertising techniques. It's so important. It's It's so important. important. Like, if you don't know how people are thinking and how to convince people Mm -hmm. to do things, buy things, influence people, then Then you're going to have a harder time. You can't do it. With your job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And in relationships too, I use psychology with everything. Mm. Like, you know, even mm. if it's like dating, I mean, I'm not dating anymore. I've been she with my boyfriend thinks, 10 years. Yeah, she always thinks that she's using some sort of like Jedi mind trick on me, <laughs> but I've told her, I'm like, we're like three steps ahead of you. I'm making you think that you're doing something to me when it's really the opposite. You're like, I, I already know. Yeah, I already know. It's like, I've, I've, <laughs> he's I've, like, I studied it too, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, he'll Except sometimes. I also have an element of clairvoyance. Well, sometimes you like throw a line at me and he's like, Stop using your reverse psychology at me, Kirito. Yeah, and true. I'm that like, how do you know I'm actually using reverse psychology? Because it's a I'm double the one who's reversal. planted it in your mind it's to actually use reverse. it in the first place. It's like a reverse and a reverse. Exactly. On a reverse. Right. And so then she goes know? to the kitchen and starts like cooking dinner and then comes back and wants to massage me. I'm like, see, I told you. I never, <laughs> ever want to massage you. Of course you do. <laughs> do you ask for a massage and then she's like, fine. And then you're like, no, you want to massage I throw, me. I throw... I throw all these tools I bought uh, for him to massage she, himself. Actually, she did buy me because unfortunately, uh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. we, have, we one, have one, and then yeah. also another back massager because of just working out mm-hmm. and just from I've always had like sort of an element of chronic back pain mm-hmm. from running and everything and lifting, and so she bought me these gadgets to actually help relieve yeah. pain and stress in the body. But I will say I don't ask for massages often. You'll just out of the blue ask if I want a massage, and so you'll just if, so if I'm if I'm in pain, she'll just give me things. one. But I offer the same thing. Like if she's in pain or she has a muscle ache, I offer, you know, to give you wow. massages. But we are uh, somewhat frequent uh, visitors of one of our favorite things to do on vacation. But then, as well as mm-hmm. just, for just over the course of the year, for wellness purposes, we like to get massages, like wow. therapeutic need- massages. It makes a massive How difference do you guys on the body. Have time for this? I feel like I don't even have time to get a massage. Like, no, you have to you make have time. To. Yeah, we make time. It's, hard. it's really important, at least once or twice a quarter. How, we, we how many hours? Yeah, I was going to say how many hours? Only probably like a few hours of maybe solid sleep, I'd say. Because we'll be in bed, like, yeah, so for instance. five hours, yeah, five yeah, hours. If that. Wow. Yeah. Did you sleep that much or that little in your 20s? For me, um, I've never been able to sleep a very long time. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, even though my parents definitely took care of their kids and it's not like... They were like, Kirithi, you go out and get a job, you know. For me, it was like a, a just a way of being independent, earning my own money. I've actually also been working since I was 12 years old somehow while, like, in some capacity, math tutoring, nice. teaching piano, to then really getting a job at a doctor's office and being like a medical assistant. So I've been working and schooling since I was little. Mm-hmm. And same I just here. don't. I just don't yeah. know any other way, like than yeah. being always busy, always going yeah. and grinding. Yeah. And same thing. And so I started working, you know, part time when I was a kid as well. But I was also an athlete, played multiple sports, uh, musician, and so I was always multitasking. Mm-hmm. And then in my twenties, I literally we've had these conversations. I slept anywhere from three hours a night to zero hours a night because I had so many like projects going on that I would either one, just take little 20 minute power naps during the day, never actually. That with the I don't head, know how you did. Like head I mean, never like hitting my pillow. You just kind of go into this like cycle, but unfortunately after a while it catches up with you. Isn't that the 20 minutes with the two hours in between? It, that's like a, that's a new type of sleeping. Oh, this was just back in the day. That was I would just, just you making it up. It was up. just me just okay. trying to catch 20 minutes where I could because I was so exhausted because wow. at the time I was going to school. So I was going to college, but then I was also working full time I was in the music industry. So what I used to do is when I was at Electric Lady, we would finish up anywhere between 2 and 4 a.m. in the morning. Then I'd go to a diner because the train wasn't running mm-hmm. to Connecticut. I'd go to a diner, study until the train started to um, roll again. Then I'd take a train to back up to Connecticut, quickly shower, then head to classes. Mm. Then after classes, 
go back to work, um, back into the city. And I was also personally training people at the time as well. So in between, I could pick up like an hour here and an hour there training people to make additional so funds. And then um, during the middle of the night, I would start doing homework uh, on other nights that sessions would end earlier at like 2 a.m. I do homework from like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. or something like that. Oh, so periods, I never actually went to sleep. And then when I entered the workforce after school, uh, then I was basically sleeping two to three hours a night because I would end my side hustle at night anywhere around like 3.30, 4 a.m., go home, go to sleep, then wake up at I'm 6 a.m. to start work again. I think I'm exhausted yeah. from hearing that. I have two things. One, you guys look so good for never sleeping and in general. like, But how do you guys look so fresh and glowy when you never sleep? Two, do you guys think millennials are lazy, like how people always call millennials lazy? Because you guys are hustlers. Here's my perspective. I think that it depends on who you are in that millennial group. Definitely. But, and, and honestly, this I don't think it's about a generation. I think it's about the environment in which you were brought up. Because I know late, like, because I'm a cusp. I'm like the end of the Gen X meets mm. millennial generation. Okay. And I know people who will never hustle like me and they're my yeah. age, right? Mm. Or yeah. and within my few years of difference. And it's because the environment they grew up in, they were coddled and they were given yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. And true. I think that coddling thing has definitely been more prevalent in the millennial and even going mm -hmm. into the Gen Z generations. Mm -hmm. So that's why I hate making a generalization that you are a part of a certain generation. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you were just granted these rights. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. there are things that were granted to each generation that have shaped who they mm -hmm. are is like in a whole. But I'm curious about your feelings on this. I was coddled for sure. My parents did not want me to move to L.A. at all. They were like, if you stay in Chicago, we'll take you to Neiman Marcus for shopping sprees. And oh, I was yeah. like, that's all I get out of life if I stay in <laughs> Chicago. So I went out there here. I went out here and um, I just knew that I didn't want like the life that I saw everybody else have in Illinois. I was like, there has to be more to life. And I think probably... My mom kind of freaked me out because she'd be like, Lexi, life isn't about jumping out of planes and being on television all the time. Mm -hmm. You wake up, you take your vitamins, you go to work, you come home, you watch TV, you go to bed, repeat. No. And I remember when she said that to me, I like started crying in the airport. I was just like so scared of that. And like mm -hmm. towards the end of college, anytime I'd like go on a trip, I'd be like, this is the last time I'm ever going to be able to go on a trip because then I have to work the rest of my life. And so like I would just freak myself out about it. Mm -hmm. And finally I was like, no, I'm just not gonna get a job. So I got 10 jobs out in LA. I like resold designer bags, but I don't even know if they were real at this point because it was really sketchy. I realized oh, looking mm. back now, oh. um, I was a children's party character. So I had to be the sugar plum fairy with Santa. Mm -hmm. One time I was a hostess at a Mexican restaurant. I was a dog walker. I was a cleaning lady for a dance studio. You yeah, have hustled, woman. Yeah. So. And before that, I was working as an intern at Morgan Stanley. That's where my dad wanted me to work. And I was like, I can't. Like, I just, I couldn't get excited about Not it. Not your vibe. Yeah, yeah. But that was their uh, their plan for you. That wasn't that was, your plan. Yeah. yeah. And, and I most mean, people follow their parents' plan, mm -hmm. at least from my hometown. Mm -hmm. Well, so I was going to ask you, there's a lot of grit in your experience mm -hmm. yeah. in doing what you wanted to do. Yeah. What would be your advice to, say, other young people who are, like, thinking about school or not thinking about school mm -hmm. and post-school? Like, is this worth it? I'm glad I didn't know how hard it was 
going. I didn't even know that it was a job though. Mm -hmm. I just knew I wanted to like make something of myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I feel like LA is the place to go and do that. The first night I got to LA, I did background work for a TV show. So I just went straight to the set and I was doing background work for a while. So kind of dipping my toes in the industry, being in social media for maybe like five years now, Mm -hmm. I think it's getting, it's really tiring to like keep up with a certain image of yourself. Yeah. Like, does, is your daughter interested in it? No, in it she's not interested in this at all. Is it because mm-hmm. she sees how hard you guys work or? No, she's she's just from the beginning not been really drawn to the superficiality, I think, that exists in it, frankly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that before jumping into it. I saw these people on the internet and they inspired me so much. I was like, I want to be like them. Do you think about like the kind of the, I don't want to call it the antisocial trend. Or I saw that. I hope mm. that. That's not a thing because I'm like, that means like... Like the whole de-influencer, yeah. right? And, but I think that's going to be a type of influencer... As well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually not very social <clears throat> in social media. Oh, really? Because especially um, in the professional work that we did, I had to be very private. I, oddly enough, in our project of doing Got Spice... It really is not about being on social media when we thought about doing this. It was actually more about sharing and and portraying stories about real people having chaotic life experiences and how do they kind of just navigate through that so that they can find moments of happiness or long-term mm-hmm. happiness. Mm-hmm. I used to be uh, more active on social and then like I had to cut off family members. I had to cut off certain friends and I had to it's cut off hard. everything off of so- social. But now that I'm kind of beyond that, uh, we were able to start, you know, I was able to start kind of being able to be more social and then we started the podcast. And as you were saying, how challenging it is, where I feel like with what we're doing and trying to build an audience, mm-hmm. it's, you always have to be on. And yeah. there's so many different channels that we have to post on and each one is sort of different in its own way. For someone that's doing this with you now, and as much as I am a digital and modern marketer professionally i'm the the anti-social social frankly because mm. i'm just like all right let me put this out there mm-hmm. and now i kind of don't care what i'm putting on my profile mm-hmm. <laughs> because i'm like i don't care if it's kind of nerdy or it's like is it working for you and though i like, think i think it's oddly working that's how you yeah. have to go about it though because when i first started i would just post yeah. whatever i wanted like whatever my heart desired i'd be like post, and i got so many more posts up. Mm-hmm. And then it, you hit a point where either like you plateau or you start to strategize it more, yeah. like whether it's because you're plateauing or because you are gaining so fast and then you want to like put a business strategy behind it. It's mm-hmm. like, then you start to overthink. You gained them. a lot of followership, right? In the last two years. Yeah. Years. Like, so what was your approach? Like, how'd you do it? Um, so I've been through a lot of different niches, I guess you could say with social media. I started off like with the travel stuff. The travel stuff, love following it. Yes, mm-hmm. um, me too. We're huge travelers in my family, mm-hmm. so we're all about the travel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's like what got me inspired to do it myself. Um, so I kind of started out in that niche, and then basically I had a brand deal with Fashion Nova, and my grandma would have literally had a heart attack if um, I did a video in their swimsuits, just posing in the swimsuit. It's not just my grandma that would have an issue with it. It would spread to the entire 
extended family like within an hour mm. i had to figure out a way to creatively show the clothes without just being like a thoughty instagram model which is kind of yeah, what a lot like of the girls were doing spectacular mm -hmm. yes yeah. so i started doing these like creative styling videos like i would promote their hats instead they'd be like what do you want to promote i'm like the hats like um <laughs> <laughs> and i'd be like eight different hats for fall and like so i was like first or second girl on instagram to do a try on haul Oh. And so I gained my following really fast when I started doing them. Like it looks like you've gotten more comfortable with, with your aesthetics and lingerie. Yes, um, they don't say as much anymore about it. Or like, are they just like, well, she's not going to listen to us? No, 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 because no. they still they'll boycott my Instagram, and they they think I like care. They'll be like, mm. we're not liking any of your posting. I'm like, that's fine. Like, at first, my dad would be like, be like take that bikini photo down. And I'm like, but they paid me to post it, and he's like, I'll pay you not to post it. And I'm oh. like, well, I, you know, if I that's keep a good model, <laughs> I'm like, that's such a finance dad thing to say. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay you not to post it. Okay. <laughs> but now they just kind of let me do, they can't say anything at this point because it mm -hmm. fully supports me. Yeah. Sure. You started out like a lot more open-minded and comfortable, right? With like, it was the, so much more fun. The bathing suit business. Maybe, and now yeah. you've like evolved it. Yeah. How does that affect what your brand deals and, you know, it partnerships? It helped a lot because okay. um, when I was forced to, you know, show hats from Fashion Nova mm -hmm. instead of just swimsuits, mm -hmm. it kind of opened up a door to doing fashion instead of just showing me looking good traveling. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There's a bigger budget with brands in fashion and an even bigger one in beauty. Mm -hmm. So just like getting into the more like wholesome side where girls are interested versus guys being interested in the content. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what has made a huge difference. Like when I started, my following was 75% male. Now it's 75% female. Oh, oh, that's good. Well, so that's, it took a while nice. to switch. So interesting. You should share what our stats are. That's 60, <laughs> Greg, 40 or no, 55, like, he's like 45. disturbed. He's like, yeah. why do we have so many men following yeah, I look, us? I look daily at the demographics mm -hmm. of our, of our audience. Yeah, and it's it, it went from like 70, 30, <laughs> and now it's at like 55, 45. I'm like, our but content isn't really even tailored yeah. for men. And, and, like, and I said to her, I said, of course it's you. I said, I mean, who wouldn't want to look at you on, <laughs> yeah. on you know, any forum of social media? I would. But, Did we hear a rumor that you've been dating for sort of seven years on and off? Ten years. Ten years. Almost Wait, 11 years. You're like years. a legal, a, what do they call it? Common law marriage. Oh, that's true. Like, common law Kind of, yes. Right? Well, okay, so here's the story. If you lived story. in Illinois, you should probably have like eight kids by now. Exactly. For sure. Like, for sure. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> you're like, for sure. <laughs> From that sex once a year. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Both of us are like, almost like, there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle. But I think we're both just like, scared to just settle. Not mm. settle with each other, but settle with our jobs or mm, careers mm. you know what i mean it's like there's maybe it's just the thought of going back to Illinois because basically we are married you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's mm -hmm. like okay we've been together so long then again i have broken up with him like six times because i didn't like long distance and oh. my family was always like Lexi, wait so he's here or he's in, in la with yeah, me okay. we got like back together officially at the beginning of covid um and we've been dating consistently since but when i was in college and stuff my whole family was in my ear like lexi you need to date around date mm -hmm. around date everybody you know date mm. this type of guy date this type of guy and so i was like oh my gosh like i'm gonna miss out on life if mm. i don't 
date no, all these know. different sure. types of people. Not when you now meet the looking right back, person. I'm like that was kind of tiring and not necessary. And I knew when I was 17 that Alex was the right person. I he has a letter for me that I was like, I know you're the right person, but I don't know how we're gonna last 10 years. Um, you know, doing like dating or long distance Aww. or whatever. Because I wanted to get married when I was 27. Well, okay, now I'm not married, but <laughs> like, you know, I at the time. I mm-hmm. already knew he was the right person. Yeah. And then people kept telling me I needed to date around. So that's what I did. Oh, I see. So I kept breaking mm. up with him to date around. I just want to maybe circle back to a topic that we were talking about yeah. earlier, mm-hmm. which is, um, I think, really interesting when you and I and Greg started talking about the kind of shift in social influencer. Yeah. All of us know about what's her name? Emma Chamberlain. Chamberlain. <laughs> and beautiful influencer who really kind of changed Mm -hmm. the art of influencing Mm -hmm. and what has that done for you because she kind of came out what in the last three four years and now she's like huge right she's like a model and everything yeah it's crazy I mean I loved Emma's beginning videos because I thought up until she you know blew up that you had to be Almost like Alexis Wren more so. Mm. Like, let's just refer to her because she was mm. one of the originals on Instagram and always looking so perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people felt well, that way. the Kardashians have informed that, yes, too. Yes, mm-hmm. the Kardashians, exactly. And then Emma Chamberlain caught fire, and she was the complete opposite of that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yes. well, because she put herself out there in a very raw fashion. So raw, yeah. And I loved that about her. Now she's doing her thing. I mean... She's awesome and like she has to evolve. Everybody has to evolve. Mm-hmm. But I personally love her beginning videos because mm-hmm. I think they're just hilarious and, and so relatable. Back from like coffee in a car type videos. Yeah, coffee in a car. Mm-hmm. Her, her just struggling through life. Sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. But I thought I thought she also, those were pretty authentic, right? So like, authentic, In yeah. terms of like, those weren't staged. No, no, no. In terms it of like TikTok-y it. stuff no, that's yeah. staged. It, the, the stage stuff is, it gets tiring. Like, Isn't it exhausting? So when mm. I saw started it was just a single instagram post maybe five times a week because people would be like oh seven times is too much right Right. um and that's how i started i was like okay like one solid post a day not even a carousel not stories not video Mm -hmm. just one instagram post and people were still like having a job from that making money from it Mm -hmm. and so like it could be a career and then YouTube became you became expected to be on YouTube, right? And then TikTok, and then Instagram Stories, Instagram Reels. Um, now there's a subscription thing. Now, yes. now there's like Patreon. Now there's podcasts, yep. Facebook Reels, right? Facebook Reels. It's like it's, it's I mean, really Twitch. gotten out of control. And nothing really connects together. So when you no. post, you have to post in each individual yeah. section. It's it's an arduous. Yes, you can repurpose content, but it will yeah. not perform as well as if it's original content. Mm-hmm. For each app, mm-hmm. so I repurpose a lot of my Instagram content to TikTok, and it just doesn't, doesn't do it, as well. It doesn't mm-hmm. do as well. So, like, if you really want something to take off, I think you really have to focus on that specific app and mm-hmm. like yeah. make content for it. Yep. So and it's hard. Yeah, because the trends are different on each one too. It's trending on TikTok isn't necessarily trending on different. YouTube, yeah. right? They're completely different. It, Instagram so. and TikTok are so. So how different. do you yeah. how do you keep up? It's so hard to keep up. I've had different assistants over the years. Um, and I recently got a new team. And so that's been really helpful. And I'm just now at the beginning of it. And Are I'm you with like an agency or like more have, like a consultant types that are helping I have, you? Um, I have a group of managers that help me with my brand deals. And then 
I hired a consultant and I have an assistant now and I'm looking for, you know, video editor and stuff too, because I love editing my videos. Like Mm -hmm. I love doing it like in a comedic way for YouTube, but also aesthetically for Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I got really bad tendonitis and carpal tunnel in both arms. And Ah. I saw it coming in like 2019 because I would just edit for Mm -hmm. a week straight, you know, like with the really specific cuts and Mm -hmm. crops and everything Mm -hmm. for funny YouTube videos. And my arms would start to like throb and I would just be like, oh, Oh, shake it out. So interesting you say that. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a side medical effects of social media. It is. Shit, and right? it's such like a problem. It's, it's problematic. Mm-hmm. And that's very long-term. It's dealing long-term. With I've been dealing mm-hmm. with it for over six months now. They no. say a flare-up usually lasts two months if you completely stay off of it. But how is that possible? That's not possible. When it's... It's your craft. Yeah. Right. We are seriously discussing the pain of social media. I know. It's, it's a painful process. Don't you think like people make it seem like it's just easy to do yeah. this stuff? Yeah, mm-hmm. my family still think it's easy. They're like, oh, all you do is post photos. Like, how nice would that be? And I'm like, I, I have I'd... total sympathy and empathy, like especially seeing what Priyanka did. Mm-hmm. For 10 years, my sister built her brand. And yeah. she again got picked up by TV shows yeah. and mm-hmm. Food Network and all this stuff. But that didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It's, no. been, it's been a long journey. But you her. have to be passionate about yes. it because if you know how long the journey is going to be and you're dreading that journey, then mm-hmm. it's like, Not don't even don't embark do on it. it because you won't be able to get through it. Like you have to really like just want to do it and right. want it. I like to think I'm not a narcissist. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't like looking at myself in the mirror. I don't think you are I, from what I can tell. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually like very hard on myself personally. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't like that aspect of this i don't want to look sexy in this thing like mm-hmm. why do i have to look good like i just yeah. don't feel like looking good mm-hmm. right now and i'm okay being mm-hmm. a goofball mm-hmm. that's just like been an interesting internal struggle for me too i have that struggle mm. all the time all the time people expect something from me on instagram and i know that if i put something else out there that maybe i'll lose followers or, or brands will be like what is this girl doing mm. i loved making stupid videos and just like being silly and yeah. mm-hmm. and nerdy or however you want to say it, just like laughing at myself I, i'm just like not drawn to like plastic mannequins and yeah like oh i'm always perfect looking and now i got my <laughs> waist taken in and i got bbls and i got cheek implants are you just... mimicking people on stories because yes. i know what you're talking about and i'm like Why are they talking like that? yes does everybody talk like that does now? everybody speak like this? like it's like of i don't care who speaks like this, What people? is that? One, aren't you like grateful and excited to be sharing this news with your mm. audience? Like, I, that's what, I mean, I feel mm. like I'm in that niche it's with not those people. genuine. And I get so turned off by it personally. I'm like, what is that voice? Mm. Yeah, Lexi, as you were talking about that when you post something, you might be worried about losing some followers because you're showing a different side of, of, mm-hmm. of who you are. One of the big pieces, and I know how we're building our audiences, but just building an audience overall, it's all about personal brand, right? Yeah. And building that personal brand and building the right authentic yeah, artist yeah. and not just going to try to build up a following as fast as possible with fake followers, mm-hmm. which then you have to basically prove to them who mm-hmm. you are. It's best to kind of build it organically. Yeah. You have a large audience across multiple mm-hmm. platforms and you're trying to you know, produce you know videos that show other sides of your personality, yeah. different forms of shorts, moving away from just stills. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you encountering? What are you seeing? And, mm-hmm. and what are you doing to mitigate, you know, the possibility that people may want to unfollow you? How are you 
how are you building this other dimension of your brand? I feel like I'm rebuilding it almost because I actually, at the beginning of all of this, maybe when I had like 40,000 followers, I was doing stand-up comedy mm -hmm. at the time. And then I completely let it all go because I was kind of pushed in, into this fashion direction and I just kind of followed it. I'm, I'm like a go-with-the-flow person. I go mm -hmm. where, wherever things take me. Right. And I think I just didn't listen to myself for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So I almost feel like I'm just like reintroducing that to my audience. But I'm just going to do it right now. My plan is to just do it on YouTube and TikTok um, and keep Instagram aesthetic and pretty. Because sure. I really do enjoy that creative stuff. And it, mm -hmm. I love looking at that type of content from other people. Mm -hmm. um, but it definitely, when you're behind the computer screen, editing it over and over, finding the inspo, putting together the perfect outfit, it's kind of soul sucking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but like when you guys see that, is it inspiring to you or is it like, off-putting i think you use the right word it's aesthetic mm -hmm. right yeah. like it's very pretty to look at but i don't think it's multi-dimensional no i don't think it captures all of you oh I, no I it does not yeah. at all right <laughs> like all. you're a very smart witty light-hearted yeah. like very kind person mm -hmm. to be it with does not show my personality at all and i've noticed over the years with Instagram becoming more saturated and more and more people wanting to do this and brands getting more specific with the type of people that they're going to work with because they yeah. want to see sales or something. Mm -hmm. People have been like hyping up the importance of niching down mm -hmm. and you have to be like this and not change it necessarily. Right. And I used to love just posting whatever I wanted and I was growing still that way. And right. no, I actually don't like to go out in public in a princess dress. Like mm -hmm. I was thinking about what to wear tonight and I was like, should I wear like, you know, one of my Instagram fits? So I was like, I can't get myself to wear it out in public. Like, when you build your profile on Instagram when it was predominantly all about the stills, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. what Instagram was yeah. originally. Even when I look at how I used Instagram for the brands yeah. that I would put out in that space, mm -hmm. I was like, we have to tell very, you know, strong stories through still mm -hmm. imagery, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was like All how it about, used to talk yeah. about Instagram. But now it's multifaceted. You know, we use Got Spice platform for really about our our show content. Mm -hmm. And then anything that's about relationship humor and building, mm -hmm. we then use our personal accounts to give people a glimpse mm -hmm. into other facets mm -hmm. of both of us. And like his case, it's like all music and whatnot. In mm -hmm. my case, it's my intellectual nerdy humor and animal loving. Or mm -hmm. maybe it's even like little glimpses that and I'll only do it in stories because I'm very protective of our kids. Like glimpses of like my daughter or something that's like shows that I have a mom side yeah. to me. We're hoping that will translate in God's spice to, mm -hmm. well, we could support products that are about being a parent, right? Taking mm -hmm. care of kids, like whether it's cleaning products to, you know, whatever. Yeah. I am a huge wearer of, for instance, Goldish and Tiffany. And like, yes. I have a lot of, there's, Chanel. there are things Chanel. that I wear Chanel's a lot of um, jewelry wise. You're forgetting for some sure. of my favorite brands that you wear, like God Save the Queen. Yeah. Miami God Hot Styles. God Save the Queen. Wait, God there's save a brand queen. called God yeah. save, save the Queen. You like that brand? God, I my bathing suits are God Save Queen. They're they're a newer brand, right? Yeah, and I just I got can, a dress from them. I love yes, it. Yes, they're so sort of sexy. Are, they, and sexy. Um, you like it too. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Miami Hot Styles yes, is Miami Hot the other. Oh my God, mm -hmm. their bathing suits are amazing. Just make sure you've had a yeah. Brazilian before you wear one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> I do have a question though for you. 
uh, as it pertains to brand sponsorships. Mm -hmm. So you're a professional. You've been doing this for quite some time. You obviously have had many brand sponsorships. Mm -hmm. How do you go about doing it? Did they come to you? Did you have a team that went to them? How do mm -hmm. you get brand sponsors? How do you monetize what you're doing as a yeah. creator slash influencer? At the beginning, I would reach out to brands. I would probably have like three email days. I would call them a week. Mm -hmm. And I would just like, you know, um, get all of the contacts from Instagram. I would just be like, hey, I would love to work with you guys. What's the best email I can reach out to? And then I would just go back and forth. I was kind of my own manager at the mm -hmm. beginning. Now I have a team that does it for me. But most, I would say, of the emails come to my inbox. And then I will forward them to my manager's. Um, if it's like a paid collaboration sure. or something. Yeah. Very cool. And so then they go back and manage forth with the, the brand. Yeah, they manage the details of mm -hmm. it. You kind of have to teach yourself how to take photos even. But yep. I mean, that sounds so narcissistic. I don't know. I was just like having fun with it at the beginning. Now mm -hmm. it's like a, a job. Yeah. Sure. For yeah. me. But, but the, my, my main point is this is not like, you know, it, in business we say just because you build it, they won't come. Yeah. Yep. And similarly, looking at yourself as your own entity, Mm -hmm. in your own business, just because you just post here and there or mm -hmm. you say, I'm going to post, there's just so much work that goes into this is mm -hmm. like that people so don't even recognize. much, And you have to make sure you're adding value, whether that's being funny, informational, mm -hmm. um, inspirational. You can't just post something that you like. Like I get good photos with me and my family, and my mm -hmm. pets on Christmas. Do I post them? No, because that's not what people want to oh, see sure. from me yeah. right yeah, yeah. It's a like, lot of times we're like being told kirthi greg you guys should do a trend yeah. like no that, it's it because it is pointless yeah. or learning it, the it, dance moves it's, oh my god the dance moves yeah. it takes yeah. so long it's, it's like okay us. like we were talking earlier about being authentic to our personal brand mm -hmm. and these are the things in social that i'm like this is not authentic to my brand but is it authentic fully to anybody like you who? look at the most successful people on social media some of it's trends. A lot of it's collaborations, maybe with people that they don't even like, mm. really, or enjoy spending their time with. Like, it's just like kind of energy sucking overall. Yeah. And I guess like that's how a lot of people maybe feel about their job if they don't like their job, right? I, um, I think that's correlative to regular work. Right, I agree. exactly. Going into a business meeting and reading the room. Right. And there's some people you're just naturally going to get along with and others that, you know, coming well, back to psychology, yes. understanding how to read the room. Well, we have room. politics exactly. at work. We have bureaucracy politics right? everything yeah. Yeah. yeah and you just you navigate it suck it up yeah, yeah. and, and that's kind of how social it. media is like mm. you know if you go really deep into it kind of know that mm. not everything is what it seems mm -hmm. with and so it's just crazy you know like mm -hmm. you never know what's real and what's fake so i'm sorry to up. tell you that um greg and i are really not together <laughs> Yeah, we this is just, this is a farce. This I would be like fake God yes. Tori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we we loathe each other. People think we love each other, but we loathe each other. Yeah, I totally <laughs> hate him. You guys just are doing horrible. a really, really good job of keeping the energy <laughs> up. If this is actually true, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm impressed. Well, you were an actress. Mm. Yes. Are I, an I actress? Can... Are you an actress? No, still? I have not acted since I was like twenty something. Do you miss mm. it? I miss it a lot. Would you ever go back to it? I I think for the right type of roles. And should an opportunity present itself, I might need to be open-minded to it. I miss yeah. it. I'm game. I've actually even told you to go on Ghosties. I know you've told me. Yeah. I've tried I'm to inspire should. to get back into it. Yeah, absolutely. I think I you should. should. Why not? I, There's a passion and you love it. I know, but I have a daytime job. As long as you don't nighttime. currently feel overwhelmed in life, you might as well you know, try to add it we're back not, in. Exactly. We're not busy at all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, you guys seen this day and age? It. It's a digital era, you know. Everything's done for us, especially with AI now. It's like this isn't. We're not even really here right now. Okay, my boyfriend's He's, obsessed with AI. He's like, you should. Do you guys use Chat GPT? Yes, Chat GPT. Do you guys use that? No, we, I uh, don't either. But he he is obsessed with seeing what Chat GPT can come up with. Uh, oh, he might be at home right now with. Uh, he might chatting, be dating. Yeah, he might be chatting with with Literally. Bing. Yeah, Bing's Chat GPT. That's probably trying to convince him to break up she with might, you. And, she might say, and, "Well, and you should him. move on." You can you do dating on. apps through Chat GPT now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was showing me yeah. last night. I'm like this is such do a you? scary time for dating because it's you creepy. don't know who you're going to talk yeah, to online. Like you don't know if it's real. Chat GPT could be doing it. Well, actually, mm -hmm. if you go on LinkedIn, I wrote an article about ChatGPT just a few oh. weeks ago. Oh, we're going to look at that tonight. Me and Alex, we're, he's going to be all over that. So like, I've, I've like check. simplified it. Like, you know, I, I like to take complex things and talk about it in very layman's terms. And mm -hmm. Greg is actually definitely more of the technologist who can... Yeah get into the nitty gritty kind of pipeline. I love when she talks it. in layman's terms because I just hear layman, I think I'm getting laid. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Laid man's terms. <laughs> laid man's terms. <laughs> I love laid man's terms. Laid man's terms. I'm gonna read her articles though for uh, sure because my boyfriend, he also likes to be very techy oh, and, and nice. um, go into like. Go into tales of transformation. I've been writing about yeah AI for the last six, seven years. You have? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I was writing articles uh, six or seven years ago about the future of AI, exactly what it is, how it's going to be applied, how it's not being utilized in advertising and how it should be utilized in advertising. I just resurfaced one of them during the Super Bowl mm -hmm. because an article I wrote back then is still current today. Yeah. And so still no way. Resurfaced oh, we're going to have to go look at yeah. that. So, okay, you believe it should be utilized in advertising then. So do you guys ever use it? Because Alex is always like, you should just use it for this. And I'm like, they make terrible Instagram captions. Mm -hmm. I do not like their Instagram captions. I think, I think the application of AI and machine learning technology has to be applied in a very calculated and careful way. Mm -hmm. I've used it, mm -hmm. as you know, yep. um, in generating different advertising type campaigns or experiences, as well as like on the back end in marketing, we use it for like, data um you know management and helping to connect better with our audiences i do not think chat gpt should write everything for us mm -hmm. i have a very very like black and white perspective on that that i think we need to have humans engage yeah. with the machinery mm -hmm. yeah i agree, I agree. It's make it like human assisted right yes and for myself same thing as kithi was saying i've used it on the data side how do we make our communications more efficient, more effective, but then also how do we reduce certain kind of man hours and understand the most appropriate times to communicate with our audiences. So definitely have used AI in, in a form of AI in, in different capacities yeah. and then worked with data scientists to create a market tool which was taking a look at closing day prices to see if we can best understand. I mean, she left Morgan Stanley for no, a reason. No, 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 no. I, uh, all, I'm thinking, oh. all I'm thinking right now <laughs> yeah. is Oh my God, I can't wait to show this to Alex because you guys would like be besties. Even yeah. though there's an age difference, doesn't even matter. <laughs> he could talk about this all day long. Oh, there's, there is no discrimination yeah. in knowledge, right? Like yeah. it's uh, what we want to consume and share. You know what? It comes so back to one of the first questions you asked, like in terms of our relationship and, you know, loving each other. There's so many facets 
of our personalities mm. that we're always, I think we always remain interesting to, mm-hmm. to one another. And even our conversation, learning so much about you, it just yeah. makes it, and you're saying how comfortable you feel. Yeah. I think it's because we all have different facets and we all have a certain demeanor mm-hmm. and we're just the way we're open and sharing everything. Makes, yeah. Super makes, open. Yeah. Immediately it, talking about sex. Yeah. Like <laughs> giving each other tips. <laughs> well, and then know. talking about chat GBT, like chat GBT. what is this podcast? <laughs> I know. Um, we as don't know stay what will virtual end up sex? on the yeah. cutting oh floor, yeah. so we shall see. <laughs> What's that going to be? I think nothing's going to What's on the cutting room floor other than when we, you know, discussed what we're going to cut? We'll be talking. I see. Uh-huh. It's really nice that you guys have each other because if something isn't performing well, you guys are like a team. Mm -hmm. And like that is something I would love to have with social media because when you're alone and stuff isn't performing well and it's like your own account like obviously i have alex behind the scenes but but if we were if he was on my account with me and it was like a team mentality thing almost like a camaraderie back to like high school sports yes right yeah it's like okay like we got this we're gonna do this versus am i doing this right like right you know what i mean well that's where like we were saying like we could put something up and it's like amazingly engaged with right Mm -hmm. like in nanoseconds Mm -hmm. and then we'll put something else up it takes like three days to get the same views. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. Like, why? Right. What I find interesting also about social, and I'm assuming you you probably go through this as well, is you'll put a post out there for the first like day, few days, all of a sudden it's like the numbers are going up, going up, mm-hmm. going up, then all of a sudden it just stops. Yeah. What is it that? It plateaus. It just plateaus and that's it. Yeah. It's like zero, like you like, might get like one or done. two impressions more. It's, it's like it's done. It, it, it hit its point. Yeah. I completely agree. But do you think I was listening to another podcast on this? Do you think that having YouTube shorts will make YouTube like stand out less because you also have reels and TikTok with the same amount of time? Definitely predominantly focused on YouTube. On YouTube. As our platform. Okay. That's for, awesome. For, for, I'd say a few reasons. One is um, who knows what's going to happen with TikTok yeah. and the government, what they're doing there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TikTok is changing their algorithms, yeah. which can hurt soon, creators right? soon, which is going to potentially hurt creators. And then they're also trying to get into the long form content game. For mm-hmm. us, we do our shorts, but we're also long form content yeah. creators and which lends itself well to YouTube yeah. and then other podcast platforms, Apple, right. Spotify, and others. I think that TikTok is going to go away. Good. I need an, I need it, not because I don't like TikTok, but I just... Need one less. Focus on YouTube, YouTube has mental. also been around for quite some time. I think they've had the ability to kind of perfect their they have more quality technology. Data. Yeah. Yes, seeing how social has really evolved over time and how it's captured really the eye of now all mm-hmm. generations, mm-hmm. from grandparents all the way down yeah. to to little kids, is. is pretty much a. I look at it as a, a phenomenon, really. Yeah, and how it really. And now if it's the short form content, it's easy to consume. It's easy to connect with each other. But I, I'm just kind of blown away with the impact it's had on culture well, and society. I, I think social media, yeah. I think for a while there, we thought this shit is going to come and go. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us thought about that, right, mm-hmm. in the last yes. two decades. Yeah. But it's. I think it's not going to go away. No. I think it's hopefully going to improve. But I am... Also being very, I'm being very optimistic and eager that it can also consolidate. I have two questions. One, I want to know, like, if you're nervous about where this will go for your daughter's sake, for her mental, you know, well-being. And 
how do you feel about how it's evolved? I think for not even just only our our daughters, yeah. but like because your daughter's on it more than my daughter. Is, but your daughter's you know? on just the YouTube oh she's on YouTube yeah she's on on the YouTube version she's of it. seeing the yeah. same stuff that's true. she's just that's on true. YouTube mm -hmm. so I don't like the way it kind of consumes them it's all consuming mm -hmm. my mom was so concerned about my brother he's ten years younger than me so he would just sit in the basement with a headset it's on playing video games she's like she's like when you were in high school you had your friends over all the time why don't his friends come over mm -hmm. where's his girlfriend but. It's actually only since we started this show, I feel like we're more on our phone than we both have ever been. Yeah, absolutely. Which annoys me mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh, it's really like, hard to it's find It's like balance. a burden. Mm -hmm. It's like a burden, right? Mm -hmm. For us, because mm -hmm. now we're trying to build a business off of it. Together. Together. And do you and feel like it's almost like giving you like less togetherness by building a business together? You know what I mean? I think we do a great job trying to manage, you know, how much we're on the phone and what we're doing to, mm. to build this mm -hmm. um, and spend time with each other. But at the same time, it's because we're, we always need to hit deadlines. Like, so yeah. for instance, mm. we always try to have our long form content out um, by say Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And so it needs to be edited, set up. You have to have all the Photoshopping done of our tiles, mm -hmm. you know, write-ups, um, shorts done. So we're always against these timelines. And if we could push it out, then that gives more more time to do things we could be on our phones technically yeah. less but it's keeping up with the velocity and the yeah. next of content that needs yeah. in the next timeline yeah. and then and you like, can't get behind because yeah. once you're behind then you're always underwater mm -hmm. and the goal is to get above water but i feel with the amount of content that we do produce and put out into the marketplace i feel like we're always like, like barely treading barely water. above water yeah. yeah but as i've seen social media evolve from a positive side, I like the ability where people can communicate, mm -hmm. share with their families. If you're, you know, say in a spot where maybe there might have been a dangerous situation, a flood, a hurricane, mm -hmm. a war zone, there's you can communicate with people. Yeah, yeah there's, there's positives in the communication, but where the negative aspects would be maybe the disinformation, how it's oh, yeah. being utilized to manipulate propaganda. minds, propaganda, what it's doing it's to created body dysmorphia. younger demographics mm -hmm. like females where it's creating depression, yeah. body dysmorphia, everyone utilizing filters to live behind a persona that they want to portray, but they're really not. But, but speaking mm -hmm. of like our daughters, for instance, I am very uh, open with mine, especially mm -hmm. where I'm like, there's a great deal of depression that young girls are going through, like significantly more than all so previous generations. And it's all because they're sitting there and they, they're seeing things that they mm -hmm. think are, quote, perfect. And they look at themselves and they're like, I'm not so perfect. That yeah. is horrible to me. When you look at the types of posts that perform the best are typically negative posts mm. right it's Happiness almost like is forgotten not rewarded controversy but if is. something yeah. controversial is is yeah. is written mm -hmm. it just spreads like wildfire yeah. so people capitalize on that because that's where the success is mm -hmm. and so that unfortunately kind of perpetuates <laughs>